Greetings, O oh glorious followers of the Pushing Rubber podcast, episode 84, coming to you from the new digs, the new abode, the new hangout here in the Netherlands. Yes, I've been away for two weeks, but I've been doing stuff. I've been moving house, kitties, moving house, and here I am sitting downstairs. Um, I have the computer set up on our green 1950s Italian marble dining table, our bed's downstairs, everything's fucking downstairs, the cat's downstairs, um, and that's because upstairs is being <clears throat> pulled to pieces as we speak. Um, moving sucked. Moving sucks in general. Listen, I'm a moving expert. My God, have I moved around a lot. Oh, jeez, Adam. Dear Adam, how much have you moved? Dear reader, fucking lots. Thank you very much. Dear Adam, that's pretty impressive. Dear reader, yes it is. That's how much I've moved. Six times in six years. That's what I've done. Um, what did we do? Italy to Perth, Australia. Western Australia. Perth to Melbourne via Albany. In Melbourne, we moved then from the place we found to another place. And we moved from that place in South Yarra all the way to my wife, the good wife's hometown here in Holland. And now we've moved from there about 10k down to a little, little dorp. And dorp is a Dutch word for village. Uh, we got a great little spot, I tell you. We, we searched for a house for six months. We probably looked at 50 properties all over Holland and all different places. Um, and we found a great little spot. The house was built in 1915, so it was over 100 years old. The bones are good. The foundations were, were done, redone about 20 years ago, uh, and all of the grouting out in the walls was redone. But inside, it's a bit of a clusterfuck, so people were scared of it because they couldn't work out the interiors. Um, but to my wife, who's an addict to shows like Fixer Upper, um, it's just grist for the mill. Um, where literally our front door opens onto the market square of a little town. We're right there. Um, and in fact, the market is outside our front door on Saturday morning. The, the flower shop is right outside our door. And the flower ladies give us fresh flowers for free because they're basically camping on our doorstep. So we're right in the middle of town. But then you open up our back door and you've got this really long garden for, for European standards. Let me have a look at it. I'm looking out the window at it now. It's probably about... Probably about 25 to 30 metres long. Like that. Yeah. And then it, it, it finishes on the river. And it's a big river because these huge, huge Dutch canal boats go up and down it. Um, and so that, that's our backyard. We're right on the river. Um, so it's like this little oasis in the center of the town. So we, I literally can walk out. The, oh, we were sitting down for dinner, the good wife and I, about half an hour ago. Oh, we didn't have any paper napkins. So the good wife says, hang on, I'll go out and get some. She walks out the front door, walks across the road to the supermarket, grabs some, comes straight back. I got the butcher just there, the baker just there, the candlestick maker, you name it. It's pretty cool. But moving is a cunt of a job. In all those moves that I spelt out to you, and every single one, we got professional moving companies to move us. 
on our move to Holland from from Australia, uh, it cost us around around eight thousand dollars, eight or nine thousand dollars Australian. I think about what was how much it was. Maybe it was a bit more than that, ten grand. Was it five figures? We had a whole shipping container to ourselves, uh, which I didn't realise until it was after I sold my motorbike, which was really fucking shit. Um, so this time we didn't use a mover. I took a week off work um, and we got the keys on the Tuesday, <clears throat> but then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we couldn't do anything with it. It's a couple of weeks ago. <coughs> and then Saturday, Sunday, we came in here and started ripping out wallpaper from everywhere. And then... The Monday we started realizing we needed to pack shit because on the Tuesday we'd hired this big van with one of those with one of those things at the back that go down when you press the button so you can walk onto it and then up you go. And I drove that around. I was pretty good at driving it, by the way. I was pretty impressed with how impressed I impressive I was. So we moved the shit ourselves and the house that we were renting was uh ground floor and then two stories and the washing machine and dryer at the very top and the movers have put them there before and this dutch stairs are very very steep and narrow and getting the dryer and the washing machine down those stairs just about did me in if i'm going to be brutally honest with you uh, i used my uh brother-in-law my wife's sister's husband to help me and thank god i did on that one because he's uh he's a power lifter as well and the two of us were able to do it but holy shit i had to tie rope all around the washing machine so we actually had something to hold on to uh and then we moved the bulk of the stuff on tuesday or we moved everything on tuesday it was just a horror day this is not tuesday this week is tuesday last week an absolute horror day oh i just oh and I knew it was going to be shit. I knew it was going to be horrible. And I really said to my wife, are you sure we just don't want to pay for removalists? Which would, would have been, for this move, probably would have been a couple of grand. I was like, you sure we don't want to pay for them? Nah, it's a waste of money. She was right. It was a waste of money. But let me tell you, that was a hell of a day. That was a hell of a day. And then, basically, we just moved everything in here. And then went to sleep at midnight after getting up at six o'clock in the morning and then woke up on the Wednesday and had to, we had to organize everything. What we'd also organized was floorboards, new floorboards and proper floorboards, uh, not this laminate shit, to go into the upstairs. So we have to, we had to rip, we just moved in, but then we had to rip upstairs apart because it was painted the most horrible yellow you have ever seen it was like a mustard yellow shit color i think that's the best way to describe it mustard yellow shit by the way you're going to hear a bit of banging in the background and that's the good wife upstairs who is painting as we talk it's 8 30 at night here and uh she's still going at it she's taken two weeks off work and i only took off one so we moved we, we organized our shit on the wednesday we're camping downstairs basically um and since then all we've been doing is sanding window panes and doors and door frames and 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 then priming and painting and 
Oh, God. Stripping off wallpaper and I'm really knackered because I've been back to work this week and it's just never ending. And the floorboards have fallen through because they fucked us over on the order. So now we're back to square one. We're starting from zero because my wife has decided that the good wife has decided that she doesn't like these people anymore. And if we're spending five grand on floorboards, she wants to feel good about it. And I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, really? Couldn't we just take them anyway? <laughs> Couldn't we just take them anyway? Oh, oh, please. Um, one of our regular commenters on the blog, let me get it up here. Oh, I haven't prepared this. Alan left a comment because I put a, a comment, I put a post up saying I'm moving house. Uh, here it is, Alan. Alan, Alan's, Alan's one of my favourite commenters. I did a major renovation last fall at our place in the mountains. There's only way I can do it alone at my pace. No help, no questions, no discussions. The wife picked out what she wanted and then she made herself very scarce. I also walked her through every aspect of the job to make sure she had a clear understanding of what was going to happen. It's the only way I can maintain my temper and do the job properly. End of comment. And if I want to add to that, it's the only way I can maintain my temper, do the job properly, and make sure that the wife does not afterwards say, I told you we're going to do that. So Alan's a smart man. He's been around the block a few times. Uh, always enjoys comments on the blog. Um, and But I haven't been able to do that because not only have I had the good wife in the middle of everything, and she's very cool, she's very cool, but she... she She's still female. Um, not only have I had the good wife in the middle of everything, I've had her family as well, her dad, her brother. Oh, fuck. It's been, uh, others as well, it's been a nightmare. Um, we have had a lot of help. We Our neighbours at our old house, they're a young couple. I think they're in their late 20s. Um, he's Dutch and she's German, but they, she's been here for a long time in Holland. Um, and he's actually keen to learn how to barbecue properly, like not the Dutch way. The Dutch way of barbecuing is simply to burn shit on the barbecue at a very... Get your barbecue to the highest temperature you can, put shit directly over the flames, burn the fuck out of it, and then eat that. That's a Dutch barbecue. Um, so I was doing my barbecuing, and it was like, oh, you know, that's interesting what you're doing. So I'm doing like, you know, the reverse sears and that sort of thing slow cooking ribs and lamb and you name it and anyway he bought a weber and he's got into the whole thing and he's a big fan and he thinks the sun shines out of my ass and of course it does if you had me as your neighbor you'd think the sun shine out of my ass as well the wife is scratching away i don't know what she's doing um so anyway they renovated their place uh, this is next to our our old place that we were renting here in holland a couple of years ago so they're fresh from doing it and they're basically they've basically been helping us out they've 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 come over twice and spent like the whole day helping us sand and cut things out of the wall and he's actually really skilled much more skilled than i am um i'm the kind i'm not a handyman i'm the kind of guy where it's like uh adam we need to do this and this is how we do it okay i'll do it fine but if we go oh I'd really like to build this here. How should we do that? I'll just look at you as if you're a Martian. I don't know. I don't know. Look, just give me the tool in my hand. Tell me what to do. So he like we had these electrical, we had these electrical, um, um, you know, where you plug something into the wall 
sockets. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that. We had some electrical sockets. And those, they were like out on the outside of the wall. And really ugly as fuck. It's like, oh, we can just pull them, put them inside the wall. And he gets this thing and he drill, makes this big round hole with this thing that he's stuck in the end of a drill. And then he's getting sticking this thing in the electric to see if it's live. And I'm freaking out like, what are you doing? You're going to die. Oh, my God, a screwdriver. And he's like, no, this is how it works. And he just did it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, that's the bat. That's the good wife bashing around up there. I invited her on the podcast. I said, "Look, you can just sit on the podcast while I'm doing." it. And she was like, "Well, why the fuck would I want to do that?" And I'm like, oh, "Man, probably no reason at all. There's no reason at all why you want to sit in the podcast. I don't know. I don't know why you want to sit in the podcast. Anyway, so the floorboards have fallen through, so we've got to find a new company. That's going to be six to eight weeks. Ah, um, I'm I'm relying on wireless internet. I only got the internet back on. Monday evening, so what's today? Wednesday. Um, so I was out in, with I was without internet for about a week. Yeah, a week. Um, so that's why there was no posting on the blog. Um, and I haven't. I, I posted on Monday, but I, I didn't post today or yesterday. Just um, I've been out for, out of it for a week. I've been away from the rage. I've been away from the rage for a week. You know the rage that we all hate lefties? I've been away for that for a week and really involved in in moving house and starting to renovate our property, the first house I've ever bought. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. And I, I just literally, man, for a week, I could get the internet on my phone just to check emails, but for a week, man, I didn't check the internet. I didn't look at shit. Um, and... I, I imagine this is what normal people are like. Like, we all go, oh, America's falling apart, or the UK's falling apart, or rah, 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 rah. I, I think the 95% of people are just, this is, this is how they do their life. They're not involved in the internet. They're not, they're not reading about some idiot who's doing something and some university in Australia that won't host a Western civilization course. 95% of people just, it's just like, what? A what? I don't give a fuck. And for the last week, I haven't given a fuck. For the last three years or two years on my blog, I've given a fuck. Consistently. It's been consistent fuck giving. <laughs> I should call this the fuck giving episode, but I probably won't get linked to by anyone. Um, no, for the last for the last two years, I've, I've consistently given a fuck. And I've not only have I given a fuck, I've, I've actively sought out, sought out, ridiculous levels of leftist behavior and whether it's homosexuals being fuckheads or feminists or trans testicles or even our own side you know i've been out there i've been out there looking at it all and 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 even when i went on holiday i was still keeping up to date still keeping up to date with what was going on making sure that i was involved keeping the blog going but last week i just couldn't i couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it from a technical point of view because I didn't have the proper internet to do it. And I just couldn't do it from a from a time and energy point of view. I just couldn't do it. I mean, me sitting down right now to do this podcast, it's it's quarter to nine in the evening. I've got to be up in eight hours, five o'clock. Um, but I was like, I've got to do a podcast. I've got to do a podcast today. I've missed out a podcast for the last two weeks. Let's have, let's have a look. When was the last... 
Last podcast was the lobster episode 21 days ago. Fuck. Three weeks. It's been three weeks since I started something. I knew I got to put something out today. Um, and, and I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. What am I going to talk about? Because I sat down last night to write an article. I did. Tuesday night, I sat down to write something. And I tooled around on the internet. And I checked out all the blogs on my blog roll that I linked to and okay yeah and nothing nothing was getting the juices flowing I couldn't get the angst going I couldn't get the rage going I couldn't get the mockery level going I couldn't get fucking anything going um and so I just went to bed and it was it was nice (laughs) it was nice you know what I mean it was nice I've been doing this for like over two years, oh, the neighbourhood kids are outside throwing things over the fence. I've been doing this over two years. I just had a break and like getting the rage and the angst going. It's rather, rather, uh, it's not exhausting. It's just that when you stop, when you stop and... And you get involved in something else, and then you go to go back to it. I just can't go back to it and sit down and write an article. These articles don't pop out of nowhere. I have to be able to... And, like, there's lots of things that have been going on. There's this guy, Tommy Robertson, whatever his name is, been arrested and jailed without trial in, in England, which is just ludicrous beyond belief. It's, it's a complete travesty. Um, the Italy, what's going on there? I mean, they basically, the EU blinked and went, holy fuck, if we don't put this government through that we don't want, then we're going to get another election and they're going to really get someone that we don't want. I mean, this is this is major stuff, you know. Um, Trump's been playing it for every side. There's been so much feminist shit going through. Oh, and it's just like, I'm like, yeah, and, and what? It's not burnout. Look, don't worry. The blog's... I'm not, this is not a big announcement where I'm saying, I'm going to finish the blog. The podcast is going to be no more. This is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that... Well, smelling the roses has its, uh, has its benefits. And for the last two years, I've, been, I've had the, the, the great privilege of, of having a lot of free time to get annoyed by lots of things. <laughs> You know, I mean, the lefties have free time to go out and cause trouble because they're all on welfare and they're not hungry. I've said that. I've said that over many times. Well, stop welfare and we'll stop the problem of of ninety percent of the problems of what we're dealing with. Because people will be hungry. If you're hungry and you have to go out and hustle to survive, if you're not going to get gifted some bloody job. Because of your skin colour, some diversity program um, from Bill Gates' idiot wife, for example. But if you have to get out there and actually hustle, well then, you've got no time to cause trouble. If you can't even afford the cell phone coverage, let alone the cell phone, because you're not getting welfare anymore. If you haven't got internet in your house, because you can't afford it, because you haven't got welfare anymore, you're not causing trouble. You know, we, we basically, 
subsidize the troublemakers. That's what we do. We subsidize the troublemakers through our taxes and through welfare. And then they cause us all trouble. Like, oh, how can we deal with this? Oh, we've got to say this. We've got to counter their arguments with this way. We've got to go out and show our force and conservatives have to grow. We just, no, we don't. We don't. So I had to do it all. It was cut off the fucking tap. Cut off the tap. Cut off the tap. Solve all the problems. I mean, if Trump was really serious, if Trump was really, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, you know that I've been a big Trump fan right from the beginning, but if Trump was really serious, and look at all this and go, you know what, we just need to fix this up once and for all, he'd turn off the welfare tap. Cold fucking turkey, and then have the army ready out in the streets, because you'd need it. That's what he'd do. Turn it off. And people would be belligerent for about a week until their money ran out because none of them have any money. What was it? that The, the, the average upper, upper middle class family in, in America can't afford a $400 emergency. And these are people who aren't even on welfare. People on welfare aren't, haven't got any money. They're existing from, from welfare check to welfare check. No? And they're fucking hippies. Everyone hates hippies. Oh, God, fuck, there's nothing worse than a hippie. And they're all lefties. I was driving home today from work, and there's a, there was a, a bit of the road, and it's like a, it's not a freeway or a highway, but it's a busy part. And there was this car stopped on the side of the road in a place where you don't stop. It was up on grass, and the road was sloping down. And there was this stopped, and there was this guy, a white guy in his early 20s, Dutch guy in dreadlocks, Whenever I see a white guy in dreadlocks, I just think, what a fucking ponce. What a ponce. What a, just a piece of shit. A white guy with dreadlocks. That's some cultural appropriation. That's some cultural appropriation that I can get behind to actually say, you shouldn't be doing that. If I can, this is like a sign in your head. It's like a, it's like a branding right on your forehead. I am a fucktard. I am a fuckwit. I have the brains of a peanut. So he's there and he's in his dreadlocks and he's got his girlfriend and she's sitting on the side of the car away from the road practicing a bass guitar. And she had, from the quick glimpse that I got, either purple or blue hair or maybe pink, I don't know, some sort of horrible feminist dye. And she had dreadlocks as well and she was in her early 20s. And from the glimpse I got, she was actually remotely attractive too. But it was just like, I just had complete and utter disdain for these two young'uns. It was just like, ah, oh, really? Peak hour traffic, you're going to park your car on the side of the road and practice your bass guitar in front of everyone. Attention whore much. And people who play bass guitar are just the retards of the music game. If you're the bass guitarist, you are a musical retard. Now, don't get me wrong, the bass guitar is very important. And every band that I had, I was very particular to make sure that the best musician I could find to get on the bass guitar, a serious bass guitarist, I would find. But the vast majority of people who play the bass guitar are just people who can't master six strings, so they reckon four will be easier, and much easier because you only ever play one string at a time. 
You don't need to learn how to strum with a bass guitar. And trust me that strumming is a little bit harder than most people imagine if you've never tried it before. I mean, when people... Let's see some ice cream here. A green apple gelato. When people take up the guitar, it's the strumming that kills them. It's not, it's not the fretwork at the other end. It's not that. It's the strumming. Learning how to strum properly is a dark and mysterious art. Really. It's very, 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 very hard. The first thing you have to do when you're learning how to strum is to go the other way. You have to loosen up your strumming hand. So you just have to literally just go crazy. Bang, 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 bang. I remember I was doing that when I was about 14 years old or 13 years old. I was just sitting there and I literally, I didn't even, I didn't even have any hands on the fretboard. I was just there strumming away, trying to loosen up my hand and work out exactly what was going on to the point where my dad came in and was like, what is that god-awful noise? What, what on earth are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm learning how to strum. I have to, I have to get it loose. And he looked at me and he went, ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And he recounted that back to me years later. You know, After I got really good guitar, he goes, yeah, I remember. I came in and there was this horrible noise and you were there and he looked at me and I was like, well, what are you doing? And he went, I'm learning how to strum and I just have to get my hand loose. And I was like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Really hard, really hard to do. So retards who can't handle that, losers, but they want to still have the musical acclaim. They move, they shift gears and go to bass guitar. Now you only need to go dun, 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 dun. They won't, they won't learn how to slap it. They won't learn to do Lou how to do what Flea does and the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something like that. They're not going to learn. And even I can do that. I can do that on bass guitar. I can slap it. It's just the side of the thumb. It's not fucking hard, but they can't even master that. Anyway, so I drove past them and a split this scene I saw in about two seconds. It was a split second, but it was just that scene encapsulated so much and so much disdain I have for these people. And the same disdain I have for seeing someone like that on the street, I magnify that by a million times on the internet. Like the other McCain I read today, because I was trying to catch up. I was trying to catch up. And he had something about Lena Dunham, or whatever her name is. Lena, I don't know who she is. So it's like... <sighs> Why are we still talking about this idiot? Why are we giving her oxygen? The best thing that ever happened to me on my blog was when Jordan Peterson accused me of being a misogynist, anti-Semite, right-wing, bloody, I don't know, extremist, whatever. I just was just like, eh. I got so much fucking coverage on that, it wasn't funny. But most I've ever had, by a long way, and I've been linked to, a few interesting people have linked to me over the last couple of years, but that just, that just went nuclear. Because he gave me oxygen. I was like, Thanks, man. Thanks. Why do we? Why do we give these people oxygen? Why? Why? Why are we giving them oxygen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. So, like I said, don't get me wrong. The blog's going to continue. The blog's still going to be here. But I. I I feel that I need to be more 
أعلن I'll still call someone out like Jordan Peterson or Stephen Mol- Stephen Molyneux, and I'll, I'll still do that. That that's needed. But I, I think I have to get less on the on the tearing it down. Then I have to I have to go back towards building it up. Stuff like the twenty eight traits of the modern man. Uh, I, I'm also I also need to get back into my writing again. I need to get this third book going. And this, the last year in Holland has been good, but it's also been really tough because the, as soon as we moved into the house that we rented, we were looking for another house to buy. And it's taken us 10 months, which is actually pretty fast. It's not bad to move to Holland at the beginning of July and in the end of May the next year, you've bought your house and moved into it. That's, that's pretty good going. Um, when you when you're starting again, once again from pretty much the baseline. But the ten months that were in that rental house, it was just it was just like an existence. It wasn't home, and we knew it. We weren't even trying to make it home because the whole time we were there, we were looking at houses to buy. We were going out every weekend and looking at houses, looking at houses, looking. At, I can't tell you how many fucking houses we look at. I don't even know. Um. And then the period before that, organised from January 27 to end of June 2017 when we moved to... January 2017 and June 2017 when we decided then we moved to Holland. I didn't get anything done. I've had 18 months of not doing shit on a book and I had... I got two big plans for books. I've got two books plans. I haven't done shit. But since I moved in here, even though it's been very stressful, I'm feeling, I'm really feeling the creative juices moving again. I really am. Um, which, which, I'm, which I'm very happy about. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually started, I've got that short story in for Matt Forney for his new um, magazine, literary magazine, Terror House magazine, which I think is a really great idea and you guys should support him. Um... Uh, I got a lot of respect for Matt Forney because uh, he he has almost endless skin in the game. Um, so definitely, definitely check that out. But yeah, I just want to be I just want to be less reactive. I think on the blog and more build up men. Build up. This is what we're looking at. This is what. This is what. We need to communicate. Um, the snarkiness will still be there. The humour will still be there. The sarcasm will still be there. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like tearing down low-hanging fruit like idiot feminists with easy tweets. I, I'm just... I, 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 I'm... If you tear down one, you have to tear down all of them. And I, I, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm really over it. I might change my mind in the future. But at this point, at this point, I, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't get with that program anymore. And I'm finding it, and I find that if you dwell, <clears throat> if you seek out the shit, you're actually living in their world, which means you're dwelling in negativity. And I, I, 
Life's too short, guys. Life's too short. I hit 47 in August. 47. I just can't believe that. People think I'm 10 years younger than I am. I get that all the time. In the late 30s? No. But at the same time, it's like, oh, 47, fuck. Okay. And I'm not tired. I like getting up. I went to the gym. I, went back to, I took a week off the gym as well to move. That was brutal. Because I'd, I'd got to a personal best on the bench press. I'd finally hit, I'd smashed out 70 kilos. So my next point was 72.5. And that, that was a really big deal for me. I hadn't done that before. It was a really big deal. Really big deal. Because I weigh 70 kilos. So to go beyond my body weight on the bench press, that's, that's a big deal for me. And you, you take a week off at 46 years of age and, well, I went back yesterday and it was 67.5 kilos on the bench press. That's what it was. That's all I could manage. Which was still fine, but I'll get back up to where it was. I've done it so I know I can do it again. But uh, this move was... This move was tough. What are these things that are hanging off? I just found these things that are hanging off the back of a radiator. And they're my things now. What's that? I don't even know what that's for. How weird. How weird. Unbelievable. Hey, look, I know I've spent this whole time saying I'm not going to shit on leftists, but there's one thing I want to talk about. And I saw this on Vox Day's site. Uh, it's on the Mail Online, Daily Mail. Fashion chief executive who was attacked by six-foot Northern Line tube passenger slams two white middle class, in quotes, men after they walked in the next carriage and left her to defend herself. Uh, I don't know what a fashion chief executive was doing on the tube. Tamara Sinsik, founder and CEO of Fashion Roundtable, attacked on busy tube. Mother of one kicked and threatened by a, quote, unwell, unquote, six-foot man as passengers fled. She has slammed two white middle-class men who left her to defend herself. Um, so, the mother of one told Mail Online, children were crying as agitated man squared up to her and started violently attacking her in the middle of the carriage. I've got a, I've got a picture of her here, and, and she looks... Exactly like you think she'd look. She looks... I'm looking at her photo. It says she's a mother of one. I know she's a woman. I know she's a woman by the photo. But there's a smidgen of doubt. Just a smidgen. Especially that hairline. I'm very worried about that. Um... Anyway, this is what she said. I got on the tube at Highgate. Well, that's your first mistake, sweetheart. And I was going to Old Street. Classy. A man got on at Archway. He was about six foot and around 30 to 35 years, and he started just screaming. At first, I thought he was some sort of performance artist. I mean, seriously, lefties just walk around in a world of fucking delusion, don't they? I mean, I just can't even. 
But then it became clear that he was not well. And she repeats this all the time. He was not well. So a guy gets on. A six-foot guy gets on, starts screaming. And then it physically attacks her after saying things like, I'm going to fucking kick you. And then he does. And she keeps repeating that he was not well. And the piece, the article keeps repeating that he was not well. Which means there was, his behavior was excusable. Because his behavior he was not responsible for because apparently he was not well. The fashion CEO is keen to stress she does not blame this man who she describes as being six foot tall and Asian. In England that means a Paki. Or an Indian if you didn't know. That's what Asian means. It's not some Chinese guy. Alright, it's a Paki. Keen to stress she does not blame this man. So this guy gets on, starts screaming and physically assaults her. But she doesn't blame this man. Of course not. Of course not. She said she believes he needs medical help, but added the incident was, quote, terrifying, unquote. Quote, this is the good bit. I remain more angry with those white middle-class men who left me to it. As fathers, husbands and sons, they should be ashamed of themselves. She seems strangely concerned with class. Why does she keep calling the two white blokes who decided we don't want anything to do with this to be middle class? Why does she keep harping on about that? Why couldn't she just call them... Two white guys. Why couldn't she just call them two guys? Of course she can't. She's a fucking lefty feminist bitch. And you know what? Those two white guys who took a look at this, those two middle class white guys, and that's me, who took a list, look at this and went, yeah, fuck this. They did exactly the right thing. Can you imagine if they'd gone to her aid? Talk about a no-win situation. You don't go to her aid and you're denigrated in the Daily Mail and the police want to talk to you because you didn't go to her aid. That's what's happened. You do go to her aid and you physically handle the six-foot Asian man who's screaming and kitching and punking. He will have a free government-provided lawyer as faster than you can say the word racial fucking denigration. And the woman that you are attempting to step in and help will take his side. Because do you know that? Because she took his side now. He physically attacked her and she took his side. The fashion CEO is keen to stress she does not blame this man. If these two white middle-aged, white middle-class guys had stepped in into this situation, she would have been testifying against them in court. That's the reality. Listen, ladies, you made your bed. Oh, you've made your bed. You've spent the past 50 years making your bed. If we hold open a door for you, we're a white misogynist piece of shit. We stand up for you on the train, give you our seat. 
We're snarled at. When we just walk along the street and there you are and pushing a pram with the kids and we nod our head and wish and wish you a good morning, we get looked at as if we're a potential serial rapist and child molester. You women treat us like shit. Continually, you treat us like subhumans. You literally treat us with your actions as subhumans with what you do to your husbands. Divorcing them at the drop of a hat. Oh, I need to trade up. I need to get something better. I am a woman, so I get to have it all. Constantly. And now... Oh, and oh, let's not forget all the kick-ass movies where 110-pound chicks are taking out all the big bad guys around them. Bing, bam, boom. Scarlett Johansson. Bing, bam, boom. My big tits don't even get in the way. Bing, bam, boom. Bing, bam, boom. Boop. Well, where was the bim bam boom, sweetheart? Where was the bim bam boom? I thought you guys didn't need us, uh, middle 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 class white guys. I thought we were superfluous to the whole thing. Now we should be ashamed of ourselves because we didn't rush to your aid. Oh, excuse us, excuse us, excuse us. I think. Oh, she said her message to those who left her was, quote, you are cowards with less empathy and strength than two size eight women and a Greek female pensioner. Shame on you. If you were so scared is one thing, but one of you had a briefcase and could have helped me and both of you could have pulled the cord from the save the next carriage that you left me for. I would never in my life do that. Suck shit, sweetheart. You deserve the lot. You deserved a lot. You got your diversity. You got your diversity that slapped you around the face. It slapped you, bitch slapped you around the face. And all you could do was still blame the white guys and call them out for being white guys. Two middle class white guys. Middle class, middle class, white guys, white guys, middle class. No bim bam boom. An absence of bim bam boom. You had no bim bam boom. I'm going to call this the Bim Bam Boom episode. The Bim Bam Boom episode. Bim Bam Boom. Where was your Bim Bam Boom? Where was your Bim Bam Boom, Miss Tamara Sinkick? Let's look her up. Fuck this shit. Let's look her up. Let's find out about her. Let's find out about her. Hang on a sec. Why can't I look her up? Tamara... Sin sick. What a ridiculous fucking name. What a ridiculous fucking name. Tamara Sin. There we go. She's got her own website. TamaraSinSick.com. Let's check it out. Fashion director, creative consultant. Stylist. There's photos and it's horrible. Glass ceiling, not glass slipper. What's this? Hang on, this is on her her website. No problem loading it. Here we go. I wondered what is really holding women back from finally smashing the glass ceiling. If a talented and trained woman cannot be a man like Trump. 
Trained woman. Hillary Clinton. What, trained in what? Looking the other way where her husband gets blowjobs from interns? Uh, glass ceiling, not glass slipper, aims to explore these issues through a series of events. Look at it. She's got, how do we turn a moment into a movement? Me too, me too. Oh my God, look at this. And she's got three women. One's kind of white, but you doubt it. One's full on black and one's wearing a burqa. I've got to save this image. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in a me too. This is amazing. You two white middle class guys who didn't go to this woman's help to help this woman, you two made the best fucking decision of your entire life. She would have fucked you over big time. Oh, look at this. Pro-Muslim, Islamophobia, working class aspiration. Oh, this is fucking brilliant. And one of her great, great diversity people came into the train and beat the shit out of her. But she doesn't blame him because he was not well. Holy shit. This, this is insane. Hang on, let me let me see what we got here. The glass ceiling, not glass slipper series, came about after watching Hillary Clinton, a qualified, talented woman, you lose yet again to a man. This you just, just oh god, a man accused of repeated sexual assault. Do, do, do we know who Hillary Clinton's husband is? <laughs> Of racism? Oh, you've been accused of racism. Of dubious business deals and of persistently being ill-prepared and clearly ill-equipped for the role. Yeah, he hasn't handled North Korea at all, has he? I wondered what is really holding women back from finally smashing the glass ceiling if a talented and trained woman cannot beat a man like Trump. What about Margaret Thatcher? She's you're you're a, you're a fucking woman in in the UK, Margaret Thatcher. The the, the woman there's a, there's a female PM now of the UK. These talks set out to raise, discuss, problem solve, and stratify, strategize what a number of key concerns facing women who smash to hope through and be our future leaders. Listen, women, if you want to smash through and be a future leader, don't be a fucking useless piece of fucking lying. Corrupt shit like Hillary Clinton. No, we don't want you to be leaders. We don't want women leaders. No women leaders. No women leaders. Let's have a look at her calendar. Uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> She's got nothing on her calendar. There's nothing happening. Let's go to the list. There's nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. They've got no events. They've got no events. Ah, oh, they got no events. Look at this woman. She's horrible. She is horrible. Oh, you two, you two white middle class guys who did not come to this bitch's aid. You really, 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 really made a good decision. I, 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 you've got, 
and you've no idea how how good a decision you've done. Holy shit, that was a good decision. Boys, boys, you can't go to Chick's Aid's, you can't go to Chick's Aid in an Anglo-Saxon country. You just can't do it. UK, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere in North America, you cannot go to their aid. You cannot do it because it's going to be a bitch like this. And if, if, you, if they did go to her aid, they would be going through a legal nightmare right now. As it is right now, they're two anonymous, quote, unquote, white middle-class men who apparently are cowards, all the rest of it, but they are sleeping soundly in their own bed and they didn't get involved with Miss fucking Crazy. You just can't get involved. You can't do it. You can't do it. Let the chicks do their own bim-bam-boom. Let's see you do your bim-bam-boom, girlies. Let's see you get up there and do your karate kicks. Bim-bam-boom. Yeah. See you do it. That's what you wanted. You wanted the equalities. The equalities. You wanted the diversities. You got the diversities. Now, after we've got the diversities, you want the equalities. Sounds like a win-win situation for me. To me. That's what it sounds like. Just saying. All right. Look, it's late for me. Sponsors, Captain Capitalism, Aaron Clary. Hey, we might have a podcast on the next uh, Greasy Poll. There might be a certain guest on the podcast called Aaron Clary, which we might have already recorded just before I moved house. Um, that was a lot of fun, that podcast. Um, and Aaron um, is a good friend. And you should check him out at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Check out his YouTube channel, his books, his two podcasts. Check out his older brother podcast, which he just started. He's up to episode four. Subscribe to that. Um, I think they've already got... Uh, how many subscribers have they got to the older brother? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, 1.5K, they passed 1,000. They needed 1,000 to be able to get advertising on it. Go check out Captain Capitalism, Aaron Cleary. Uh, do yourself a favour. Um, do me a favour. Do me a fucking favour. Um, this has been episode 84 of the Pushing Rubber podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. The Bim Bam Boom episode. Check out my blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Subscribe to that. I've had a few subscribe subscribers actually since i have i don't post and then i get these people subscribing it's just like then i post a lot and no one subscribe i don't know fucking hell i'm creeping up to 300 subscribers on the blog though uh just over 150 subscribers on the podcast so subscribe to me on the podcast that'd be great i like that check out my books pushing rubber downhill and run guts pull cones and um you guys be cool you guys be chill don't you go changing Living the dream. Talk to you next week. Ciao.